Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. This is Constructing the Clubhouse, the world's number one podcast about building a comedy club during a pandemic in Barcelona. I'm your host, Dr. Matthew John Murtha. Joining me, as always, the beautiful John B. Alice. What's up, everybody? Coming in strong with the energy. I don't know why, but we have this setup today. I feel like being a, a like a radio disc jockey. It feels a little bit like that. We're a little yeah. bit higher up than we, than we usually yeah. would be, uh, which is nice. This is John and the Mad Dog. Bark, bark. Coming live. Recording live from our new venue. Hey, finally. Finally. <laughs> yes. After a lot of waiting and just telling people to wait and getting so many messages from so many people. Asking hey, John. What's going on. John, just, uh, uh, just so you know that whenever the clubhouse opens again, I am free and available to, to do any shows that you want. Just let me know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's been like. And it's been Every frustrating because I've never had anything to, to, to tell anyone. It's been just waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah. Uh, but now we can tell everything, I think. We can, Spill it, girl. We can uh, go back. Uh, but we've had a break. We've had, you had a good break. Uh, I had like one good week and then like three, three weeks in the weed hole. But yeah, man, I went on tour mm-hmm. with the great Harris B. Fellman. Everyone's B. B yeah. something. Uh, I'm, yeah, I need more middle initials. Mm. Well, there's 25 others you could choose from. With John Z. Alice. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Harris and I went on a quick little jaunt around Western Europe. We were meant to do a lot more, but a couple of countries got shut down because of the COVID. But we ended up visiting uh, four cities in Denmark. No, three cities in Denmark, one in Sweden, and one in Hungary. Yeah. And you said the the Danish ones were viable, like in terms of da- yeah. profitable. Daneland and Swedeland are my my two favorite countries right now. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just just really quick. We 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 started out in a city called Odense, Unz, up in it's like northern Denmark, mm-hmm. and I sold like twenty four tickets there. Nice. Then we went to our house, and I sold like maybe twenty one tickets there or mm-hmm. something. Then we go to Loon, Sweden, sell 50 tickets. Everybody loves the show. They laugh nice. at everything, you know, like a laugh every six seconds, just the way you, you tell your mother about. Um, and after the show, they asked for autographs and everything. It was great. Then we did Copenhagen, and I sold another 50 seats there. And then we went to... What size were the venues? Like 50 seats, is that like a sellout? Uh, pretty, No. <laughs> pretty, pretty not. Pretty, it was no. 300 seats. No, I mean, so these were all pretty much bars that we're performing in that probably could have squeezed in another 20 or 30 people. Mm-hmm. But it felt full uh, and it felt sold out. That's nice. Places. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. As long as it feels sold out, it is sold out. That's sort of yeah. my rule. And the, the show in Budapest, I mean, I didn't keep track, but I sold at least 40 seats. And that, I don't know that we would have been able to jam anybody else in there. But then that was canceled. No, Budapest went. Uh, but it, okay. Budapest happened, yeah. The Sweet. rest of them. Uh, so Graz, Vienna, and Austria, and mm-hmm. then uh, Brno and Prague in the Czech Republic, we had to cancel. I also did a big sound gig for 1,500 euros. Oh, doing voice stuff. Yeah, voice act, voiceover. What, can you uh, <clears throat> reveal details, or is it all... It was, um, it was for some company's internal presentation about uh, Bitcoin and what are those called? Uh, yeah. Not crypto, but what's the network? Uh, uh, blockchain. Blockchains, yeah. So... Nice. If you guys ever want to know about 
protocol, blockchain protocols. I can. You've got a script you could yeah. you could rattle off. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I love love getting that kind of work. Now, how about you, Johnny Boy? I haven't seen like so. You know, we 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 went our separate ways last month, and uh, we were, yeah, we were working together pretty intensely at the club at the pub Limerick at the old location, and we haven't really seen each other no at all. Yeah, Matt didn't come to my birthday. I did not. Uh, Apologies. Did yeah. you bowl a three hundred? I, I bowled a three hundred, and no one believes me because no one came. No. Uh, <laughs> It was cool, yeah, we went bowling and it was awesome and I did like a nice mess. I turned 30, became a best-selling author on Amazon. Yeah! Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I love, uh, it's the one thing I hadn't achieved before I was 30 that I really needed to do. <laughs> and thankfully I had a book, uh, so I got everyone I know to buy the book in a one-hour period of time. Uh, and this was enough to rocket me to the number one best-selling book on Amazon eBooks for books on Amazon Spain about fairy tales in English for young children and kids, which is yes. a pretty coveted category, yeah. I think we can all agree. So and number very one, broad. very broad, very broad. Uh, there's lots of competition in the category. Um, but yeah, number one best-selling book on Amazon. I'm going to skip the explanation of this, the category. 22 books <laughs> is what it took, by the way. Like 22, how is that not? 22,000 books. Could have been 22,000. We've sold about 100 now. But 22 books is all it took if your book is specific enough to become the number one best-selling author on Amazon for a specific category. So that's going to be great. Now you have to do a new printing, right? Because now you have to put that on your on the cover. Number one blurbs. bestseller? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to try and get all hosts of shows to introduce me as number one best-selling author, John Ellis. Okay. Uh, I'll do that if I can read out the full title of the category. <laughs> sure. Perfect. That sounds good. Uh, so that was awesome. I mean, I was so stoked that they came together because... It was a good idea. I knew it was a good idea, but I wasn't sure if it was actually going to work. If and it was a, really a best-selling idea. Uh-huh. And then it was 24 hours l later than I thought it was going to be before Amazon updated their system. Uh, but that's cool. I'm on a buzz, and that's going to help me hopefully sell my Edinburgh Fringe show because everyone's going to want to come to the official book tour of the number <laughs> one best-selling author on Amazon, I would imagine. Absolutely. Uh, so that's more or less what I've been up to, and then the weed hole as well, like yeah. you say. Not having something to work towards at the end of every single day. Shattering. Is so weird. It's so like, why would I write <clears> comedy <throat> when I don't have a chance to tell jokes? There's like too much freedom. There's just no reason to do anything. I need a boss. Yeah. I need a boss. Well. We should pay someone to be our boss. Can you imagine? Like a, like a personal trainer, but someone that's just like, yo, do work. Get. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Her name is Mistress Brooklyn. Nice. She tells me what to do. Cool, cool, cool. At least when I imagine it. Right, and then you get <clears throat> sexual favors when you do stuff good. She nice. tickles the scrotum. All right, let's... Let's, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to the business. So we're, we're broadcasting live in the moment uh, from 10 Can V New, the new location of the Comedy Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Can V Snooze, the name of the street, is, I believe, new change in Catalan? New changes? Maybe? I could be completely wrong. But I like the idea of Northern that. Canvas is actually what it trends. Good right there. All right. Sorry. Matt's the Catalan guy. Yeah, clearly. Claw. Um, <laughs> New space. Say, right? Beautiful space. Lovely Enormous space. space. Enormous space. So what's... All right. Just, let's give them a rundown. Monday, we met in the, the office of... <laughs> 
Somebody. Somebody. Some random lawyer office that was all official. But then we knock on the door and someone that works there opens the door and is like, I'm not expecting you. What's going on? Yeah. And we were like, we're here to see Diego and Anna. And he's like, who? Right. So we we go into this. I mean, they are there. We go into the side room and it's, I don't know how much... Uh, to sort of say, but I, say it all, buddy. We were. I, I had a. You know those books that they have in the movies that have like the hollowed out space in the middle. A fake book. I had a fake book worth thirteen thousand euros, uh, which was part of the deal uh, that we were going to do. So it was a uh, ten thousand that they would invoice me for and send me a receipt for and everything. Uh, and really, and then thirteen thousand. Get invoice for the whole thing. Not for the. Not for that part of it. No. Shady. That, well, this is what it was. So shady. So the whole thing. So in the end, oh, in buddy. the end, we bought what we wanted for the price that we wanted to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, but something happened that left just such a bitter taste in my mouth. And the more that I think about it, the more like just angry I am about it. Really. Yeah. I'm not. I don't. I don't feel angry at all. Yeah. No. But like, it's shady. It's shady. Quick, quick rundown. Uh, I've been whinging about this enough recently. Uh, but Diego, the guy that uh, has been our representative uh, and has been on our side and battling and helping trying to get the deposit back from the last place uh, and just, you know, almost the one person that we've really felt was, like, in our corner yeah. uh, throughout this whole process, it turns out had wildly self-serving motives throughout the whole process. So we do this shady meeting. I hand them over the the 13,000 euro book. Uh, We sign some documents. We notice at the time that the name of the license contract is different from what we're expecting. I was expecting some German guy and it's some Catalan name. And they're like, no, it's okay. Look, we have a picture of her Nia. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, all right, that's a little weird. And she also, the lawyer, Anna, hadn't actually sent me the license contract. Yeah. Which seemed like an accident at the time, but now in retrospect, doesn't seem like an accident at yeah. all. So, different person on the name of the license, whatever. Uh, we kind of go ahead because we're all overwhelmed by the whole situation. Uh, and then the next day, I got to meet this guy, Diego, at a city hall office to change the license over, to, t- yeah. to change it to be my name. Uh, so, we're sitting outside, we're looking over the documentation, and he realizes that the name on the notarized documents doesn't match the name on the near, uh, which is literally the job of the notary is to look at that yeah. and make sure it's all correct. The only job, and it's such classic Spain that even someone that's job it is, like their only job is to make sure stuff is spelt correctly and transferred correctly, that they wouldn't even be able to do that one thing correctly. Mania. And they presumably have to be highly qualified. Um, oh, I don't know. But I, to be a notary? Mm. I feel like it's one of those certification things. Maybe it is. Maybe you it might is. have to be a lawyer. I don't know. You do have to be a lawyer. You have to be a lawyer. So it's pretty like... My, my girlfriend and I did our Pareja de Hecho. Yeah. And if you look at it, like the guys are super pro and everything. The guy was a lawyer for sure. He's got 16 little letters after his name. And they got our... EA is backwards, reversed. Yeah. Mine's hers and hers is mine. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. If there's no accountability for any job ever in Spain, I think maybe that's the case. I think it's impossible to fire anyone. And so 
everyone just started to be bad at their jobs. And that's why I love it here. It's true. That's a good point. I'm here to be bad at my job. Because, yeah, I run my barcodes business and I won't respond to emails for weeks. I won't answer phone calls. And I'm always like, ah, but they're used to it. It's fine. Uh, So we're sitting outside City Hall. He notices that there's this change. He calls up the notary place and he's like yelling at them on the phone. Uh, So it seems super good. And he's like promising we're going to resolve the whole situation. But then he whips out his NIA card, his document card, and he passes it over to me. Have you ever, like, been pretty convinced you weren't being scammed and then someone <laughs> starts trying to convince you that they're not scamming you and you're, like... Suddenly worried. Suddenly very suspicious because he's like, oh, we're best friends, we go back. And, and he's going, like, oh, and I know Ian and all of this. So we have all these connections. So I'm sort of like, oh, all right, this is weird. I took a, He made me take a photo. I was like, I don't need this. So I like sort of pass it back to him. He's like, take a photo of it, you know, just in case. So I'm like, all right. And then... He's like, okay, we're not going to be able to get this documentation sorted out today, but I am also on the license. I also have the power to sign this license over to you. So let's just go into City Hall and do that. Okay, so that's basically what we do. And we managed to get the whole process done very, very quickly. But but what it means is that the person that we thought was representing us in the negotiations that we're telling all sorts of personal financial stuff too, to be like, oh, and can you go to this guy and suggest this? Oh yeah, it didn't, that never occurred to me. It I mean, was, he's the one that knew that we would be okay at 20,000. Right, like when, it, when it came to deciding how much the, the, the book was gonna be worth, I'd already had a conversation with him about all sorts of stuff that Obviously, definitely, I'd never say if he's the one selling me the license, which it sort of turned out to be. So it's like the whole time, and the reason we got into into, uh, sort of bed with these people in the first place is that they were indignant (laughs) on our behalf. They were so angry on our behalf at the way that the other property managers had, uh, were abusing us, were trying trying to keep our deposit, were being dishonest. And they had this genuine genuine furor to the way that they were handling the whole thing. And then we thought they were our friends. They made up a German guy. A German guy that I had a whole conversation with, right? The guy that was the the manager of this before. I like spent 30 minutes on the phone with this guy asking about all aspects of how the place is run. And then all of a sudden he's not the owner of the license at all. I don't even know who this guy is. You should call him back. The yep. German guy? Yeah. Yeah, I was maybe thinking about it. Uh, anyway, that was pretty so crazy situation. Out there somewhere, Nicole Anna Zumbardo Nogales, whatever her name was, probably just got gypped out of a bodega, yeah? Could be that. I don't know. It could, it could very much be that. He was, he was basically saying that he doesn't have a good relationship with his business partner. Can't imagine why. Uh, and that's why, yeah, that's why she didn't come to sort of sign the thing directly and all of this. Uh, so pretty crazy, just like a Spain lesson. I guess there's nothing that surprising about it, really. Uh, and in the end, we got the place of our dreams. I mean, we're going to make this place so special. Uh, and we got it for the price that we wanted to make, wanted it's, to pay as well. Yeah. So nothing to really complain <clears throat> about, except that the whole process is just, just leaves a little, a little bit of taste, yeah. you know? But I, I, I don't know. I'm not angry. Yeah. No, not in the least. 
I'm more than happy to move on. I've got other stuff to focus on. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. So we already have in this place twice the number of seats that we had in the old one, yeah? Yeah, we already do. We bought 30 off of uh, Ikea. And then a couple of days ago, Matt was on his way here and saw a whole bunch on the side of the street. Yeah. Um, that was done in, in uh, Barcelona. People know them as the shopping trolley guys, but uh, yeah. the basically people from Africa walk around picking up, usually picking up metal and stuff like that. But these guys had gotten their hands on thirty seats. Yeah, they're selling them big, serious chairs, proper seats. <clears throat> so we've got now we've got about sixty seats, right? You, you reckon? Um, between the stools and those oh, ones, the stools don't count. Stools don't count. Okay. Those are upstairs. Upstairs um, chairs. But I've done a little calculation in the room downstairs and the, I reckon we can fit about 100 people. I did a small chairs, 108 Ryanair style seating. Uh, but about 100 people we can fit for big shows, which is so cool because it means we're attracting, potentially attracting like big names. We're, we're yeah. competing in size with Almeria, uh, which yeah, is what's the up? biggest theatre in Barcelona. What's so up, we, Gollum? Right, we, Gollum's the new name of it, which is gross, right? What a, what a weird name change. Uh, but they're very nice, I'm sure. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, but the chairs, do you want to tell them about the chairs? No. <laughs> the chairs are perfect in every way. Large and comfortable, and there's enough of them. Mm. They're pretty good. They're still pretty good, but we did notice there was a minor flaw when Matt leaned back. Uh, but people will figure that out for themselves. Yeah. And it's honestly, they're more comfortable than the other ones. And all 10 times more comfortable than the chairs we had at Limerick before. Oh my God. At that was, least. We, uh, I was looking at our Google reviews, 4.9. One of all the right. reviews was like a two-star review that brought that got that point one off. Uh, and it was all about the chairs. So Those chairs have ruined people's pants. We're bloody perfect now. Yeah. So what, what's, our, what's our next steps there, Johnny Boy? We have to... Think about it a little bit. Um, part of the reason for the delay <clears throat> is that we were waiting for um, approval to become a, a cultural center of the arts with a zone of live culture, um, which is a different thing. And we're still waiting for that. There was, of course, some Spanish complication and turns out the paperwork wasn't submitted right. So we're still waiting for that. Uh, at the moment, we're, we can't really do much in a legal capacity, but it sounds like first week of January, we should be able to become associated as an association uh, and start doing proper shows. We'll probably do one or two small things for yeah. fans of the podcast and stuff like that beforehand. Um, I've had people actually reach out to me saying that they're excited for a, a friends and family show. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be cool, and and that's feels like a good way to like uh, build up the community a little bit. Like, yeah. like today we're having showrunners around a little bit later on, and then we have like people that have been regulars at shows, and they get to see the place first, and then everyone else we sort of like tease it out a little bit. Yeah, the unwashed masses can wait till January. Officially, yeah, <coughs> officially advertising stuff. I think the first thing we officially advertise will be our opening show. Which uh, it sounds like is going to be hosted by Michelle Wolf, which is amazing. Um, and not only that, she's got a friend called uh, DJ Cypher Sounds. Are we performing on that show? Oh, Cypher Sounds. You know Cypher Sounds? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I, really? 
Do you think we should insist on performing on that show? Uh, kind? I don't know. Like, long term, obviously, she can pick the lineups herself, and, like, that's generally what's going to be doing. Depends on what she has on in mind. I mean, if it's only her, then, okay, fine, I don't have to perform. But if she's going to run, a, like, a showcase, and mm-hmm. other local comedians are going to be on, Matthew needs to be on the show. Yeah, I feel like she cranky would if not. want us on anyway, right? Because it's, like, our place. It's the introduction to our place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, DJ Cypher Sounds, for anyone that isn't a massive fan, apparently there's loads of massive fans everywhere, uh, was the DJ for The Chappelle Show, uh, which is huge, one of the bigger DJs in the world, and will kick off with a sick opening show. Holy shit. Our PA system isn't built for that. <laughs> we, would, like, we should, yeah, consider just making it better. Consider oh, man. Yeah. Getting some soundproofing stuff on the wall, stop the echo. Sure. All right. Yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah. That's the sort of the plan for the next three weeks. I mean, we're right in the middle of this Christmas New Year's period, so it's tricky to do anything. It's tricky to g- leave the couch at this point. Uh huh. Now, just uh, for our listeners, so the the what the legal I don't know status is that we're allowed. The upstairs is a formal bodega, mm-hmm. so we're allowed to sell drinks for you to go home. And then, uh, and then uh, um, downstairs is not technically in the lease, so it's like our private area. Mm-hmm. And then the concept is that downstairs in that private area, we're going to have an association. Yeah. And that association is going to be members and clubs, and it's private, so we can do whatever the fuck we want in there. Uh-huh. Is that right? That's pretty much it, yeah. So it'll probably mean... First of all, it has to be like an association designed sin animu animo de lucro so without intentions of making profit um which, but it's fine you can still pay staff and stuff like that so it's kind of like Hey-o. we from the bodega upstairs are going to be selling drinks for profit uh at inflated prices to ourselves downstairs in the association for them to then sell the drinks without any profit uh it'll probably mean signing people up as members when they arrive like people will have to have either a membership card on them or they can just write it themselves which or is whatever. really great for creating email lists as well yeah yeah we'll just be like look it's a legal requirement what's up yeah. um and <laughs> members, what's up? What's members, up? members have to opt in you have got to yeah. opt into the emails otherwise you can't be a member bish sorry I don't know. oh but, i love i still i love the membership idea and i love being able to give members i don't know some sort of perks yeah we would love to, we've discussed this before, but have people basically pay like a, like a Patreon fee, but a fee that they pay every month uh, that gives them maybe a discount on drinks and maybe, you know... Limited, X number of free shows. Yeah. Uh, exclusive access to, to preview shows, first option to buy tickets for the big opening show, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So exciting. That opening show, how... Like, we're going to have to, like, pass out, to, you know, we should sell the tickets in, like, tiers because, you know, other comedians, friends, they're going to want to be there. Yeah. We have to make sure that, you know, all the listeners of this amazing podcast will get, get their shot. Yeah. Yeah, I think we want to... Right, I think we should exactly do that. We should sort of announce it to... Because we want our fans, people that have been sort of supportive of the clubhouse and everything to be able to come along Yeah. first. We want everyone <clears throat> that we know their names to, to be able to buy tickets for it. Yeah. Because um, it's 
yeah, it's a it's, special thing. It's a special thing, and we uh, at the moment it's about building a lot of that sort of community. Uh, I think. And then uh, let's just you know it, thinking about the future a little bit. I, I guess my last two topics are what's on our to do list and what kind of and the second one is more broad is like what kind of new shows would you like to see. Um, let me start on the first one because I'm just asking the question so I can answer it. On the to-do list, it, so I still have to set up the sound, the PA uh-huh. system, and then uh, we need a spotlight. We need to change the lighting downstairs. Yeah. We need to find some couches for both the green room yeah. and for up here. Got to dim the lighting, yeah. Couches are not... I, I want to think in vital. terms of this like is vital minimal time. viable product. No, it's, absolutely we need a couch in this place. We do. What do you think about um, having people come in? Matt wants to get a, like a tire swing in the corner. Because the bodega doesn't have to sell anything. It could be the worst bodega ever. And there's such... Could be. Could be. There's such specific... Will be, John. Come on, have some... Sorry, you're right. It will be. It will be the worst bodega ever. God That's damn right. it. And there's so many specific, specific stores. Like, there's a store around the corner that's called Hand of God Football T-Shirts, and they only sell <laughs> Maradona <laughs> football T-Shirts from the 1960s or whatever it was. They have a TV outside... Like an old school TV from the 60s that just plays that goal over and over again. So you could do whatever you want. So why not just have this place and sell like sell my book? You know, it can be a book yeah. shop to exclusively sell my book. Dude, and then have a tire swing and then have a... We really need to get in touch with some like hard, big time drug dealers or money launderers. Because like we, we absolutely should be laundering money for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, this is such a wasted opportunity. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good point. If anybody is listening and is... Uh, friend or family member in the mob, let, let us know. Yeah. Right. Well, I met a Kiwi guy uh, last night. I went to the New Zealand Christmas party. Uh, there's a guy that makes wine. Uh, there's a whole, there's a Christmas party for all of New Zealand. Surprisingly, a lot of Kiwis. Well, there was about 20 there. I only know one in Barcelona. That's all of them. It's and they have this whole, by the way, another example of me getting rejected. Uh, they've had this whole WhatsApp group of Kiwis <laughs> in Barcelona for this whole time. There's like 45 people in it, and I've been so ostracized. <clears throat> Not that I necessarily have that much in common with Kiwis, but yeah. I'm in it now, so that's cool. Anyway, this guy makes wine, and I might talk to him about like stuff. Yeah, his what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, I thought it was your buddy <laughs> that did our like our homemade vermouth. Oh, my boy, my boy Luke. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll do for sure. He'll make us a, a customized vermouth, so we'll have Comedy Clubhouse vermouth. Uh, and we want to uh, get personalized labels. So that's probably what I'll talk to this guy about. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, money laundering. No, no, no. Let's go back to minimum viable product. And then, uh, and then we'll, end, we'll wrap up with, I don't know, dream show ideas. Sure. Um, so, so downstairs is like we build from the ground up, right? We, we th- build from the basement, the showroom. Uh, we make it happen. Uh, so we need... 60 seats, pretty much there on seats. Check. We need uh, the sound equipment to be set up. <laughs> That's uh, tomorrow for Matt, probably. Um, we need to dim the lights, for yes. sure. Uh, a spotlight would be nice. I'm not sure if it's strictly, strictly necessary, but we should try and get that. We might as well try and get that. Um, we need a fridge. Oh, yeah. A big fridge. Um I'm trying to play off different beer distributors against each other so that hopefully we get a, two or three big fridges for free. Um, that's the plan there. Um, 
As How successful do we have to be for these people to get like to get their actual attention? You think? Well, we're a pretty good client, realistically. I mean, but like Moritz should come in and like plaster everything with their label and just give us everything for free, and they will grow together. Yeah, right? I reckon Bacardi might might be the ones that that end up doing that. Um, they've just got a Bacardi. lot more money for that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we're a good a good client for them for sure we were spending 600 euros a week before and we'll be spending yeah. more we'll probably be spending twice that hopefully before too long yeah when we're an association then we can do liquor again yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah. St- well i guess i need to talk to them about how we want to do it if we want to do uh the whole place as an association or if we want to keep the downstairs and the upstairs or whatever um, okay and I, I still need to wrap my head around and the process of signing up members and, and that kind of thing. But I think we'll be able to do whatever we want at, at, at that stage in that case. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, for me, that's sort of like the minimum viable product. Um, we've got internet now. That's a lifesaver. I'm so bored without internet. <laughs> so bored. Uh, you know you have a whole box of books here, Johnny Boy. Yeah, I know. And I'm it's weird. They've been here for two months and you haven't... I haven't read... Well, I've read all those books. Most of them oh, are my okay. books. Um, so, and then, okay, dream show ideas. So we, yeah. we, we do have to... We're going to try and have probably three time slots a night. Uh, Michelle wants to do a show. That's obviously a dream. If she wanted to do like a Saturday night show, that would be... Phenomenal! That would be you know us selling a hundred tickets every Saturday. We're thinking shows seven to eight, nine to ten, and eleven to twelve. I think so. We have to like close that. the bodega at twelve, uh, but it would mean just finishing the, like selling a drink to everyone as they enter the eleven o'clock show, and then at twelve everyone can just leave out the exit yeah. door. Um. Yeah, lots of people want to do shows like Luke. Maybe wants to bring drink, drink, drunk here. Marnie wants to do something. Which she's a lot more connected with the Spanish scene, so it'd be great to try and bridge yep. that and, and sort of expand the English comedy t- community to be Spanglish. More complicito. Yeah, exactly. I think we're really going to rock that. Um, uh, what else? What are you thinking for shows? Well, I, just on my way over here, I was remembering that time that I did 10-minute plays. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, uh... I no longer have an excuse not to do that. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I'd like to do a musical down there. Yeah. At some point. For sure. That'd be cool. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to be running my solo show, a uh, uh, demotivational speaker before too long. Demotivational yeah, or motivational sleeper. I'm not sure. Uh, but that's going to be cool with uh, my best selling book. Did I ever tell you the time that a motivational speaker came into Limerick's? Uh, were they Kobe's friends? No, no, no. This random guy, I was there, you know, a couple hours before opening, just having a sandwich or something. This, like, really haggard guy, like, looked terrible, shirt half-tucked. He comes in, he plops down next to me at the bar. He says, hey there, fella, you ever heard of depression? I was like, oh, buddy, do I know it? <laughs> I was like, why? He's like, well, because I'm a motivational speaker. <laughs> and I was like, You? Like he see, he looked so down on his look and depressed. It was hilarious to me. I know, that's it. exactly it. If you're ever without a sense of life purpose, if you ever don't know where you're going, if you've just lost your job and your other job and you've lost your family, then <clears> consider <throat> becoming a life coach. Yeah, uh, it's actually cheaper 
to become a life coach than it is to take a life coaching session. Wow. So you might as well just become the professor. It's a jump straight to the yeah. top. God, that'd be great. I could, I could do life coaching. I'd want to be a life coach, but like a, a regular coach in, re- in real life, you know, like, come on, let's do it. Keep it going. And then like somebody just, just puts one file into another basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like on the spot there all the time. Yeah. With a whistle. That'd be good. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. We got to, we got to show off the new digs to some showrunners tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been great. It's, it's good to be back. Uh, Fantastic to be recording in the new house. Let's give a big shout out to our producer, Zach Knutson, whose voice you heard earlier. Yeah, he jumped on. That was fantastic. Uh, Cool. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for supporting. Thanks for waiting. Thanks for constantly messaging us and and making sure we were doing stuff or making sure it was progressing. Uh, Yeah. I guess that was ultimately helpful. It was annoying when we didn't have anything to say. Yeah. But but now here we are with a whole new building of problems. Yeah, yeah, it very much feels like it. you finished a, a list of problems and then you're like, oh, there's a whole bunch of others. Yep. Uh, but the space is so good, and we've got time and enthusiasm to invest. That so many plans. We didn't even talk about the fire pole. Oh, <laughs> I know. We'll save that for next episode. Be sure to tune in next week on Constructing the Clubhouse. I've been Dr. Matt. I've been John Ellis. Thank you, and good night. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>